0: This is Everyday Wellness, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve your health and wellness goals and provide practical strategies that you can use in your real life. And now here are your hosts, clinical health psychologist, Dr. Kelly
1: Donahue and nurse practitioner, Cynthia Thurlow. Good afternoon. We are so excited to have Diane Kayser. She is a pro soccer player turned functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, courage coach, and holistic beauty expert. Diane has been through many health struggles and with empathy and fierce leadership is your go-to girl to break through anything, no matter what you've tried or what you've been told. As an intuitive healer, she is the author of Killer Breasts, a step-by-step guide to overcoming breast implant illness, producer of the Non-Toxic Beauty Summit and creator of Cleanse, Heal, Ignite, a program which helps women use the power of intuition to discover their inner healer by providing them with lifelong tools, reversing autoimmune disease, breast implant illness, hormonal imbalances, chronic pain, gut infections, emotional trauma, and perfectionism. Our mission is to educate and empower irrationally passionate women leaders with safer beauty, body and breast solutions from products and procedures to diet and detox so they can age gracefully and holistically with the energy and vitality they need to step into their power, speak their voice and spark their purpose. Welcome. We're so excited to have you.
0: Thanks, ladies. Such an important topic. I love your work and I love your energy and your forehead. (laughs)
1: <laughs> For anyone that can see me on YouTube, it's Ash Wednesday here in Washington, D.C., and I'm proudly wearing my ashes.
0: Yay, she is unapologetically showing up as her beautiful self. I love it. <laughs> well, let's dive in and talk about how you got interested in this field. Well, I almost died. <laughs> uh, I, it was a It was a struggle, Kelly, and I, you know, so many of us are taught that our struggles should be something that we should hide behind. Uh, You know, this whole mask of perfection of how we're supposed to spell that word supposed to look and how, how we should act. And if we're anything outside of this definition of beauty, which I mean, what is beauty? It's just this ever it's fleeting. It's, it's, it's always moving. The trends are always changing. And gosh, talk about many of us are in the chronic fatigue category today, right? It's like, no wonder we're so dizzy chasing this external idealism of what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to talk. It's like, sit down, no stand up, you know, this color hair, no that color hair, no this is the, this is the trend, no follow that, no buy that. And it's like, we're, we're going broke and our bodies are breaking in this process of fitting into the, the ever-evolving boxes of what beauty should be. So I was in that. I am no different than any other woman listening to this. I'm no different than any one of you um, under this, this cultural conditioning of, well, in order to love yourself and feel confident, you need to get breast implants. And for me, my journey of getting breast implants wasn't the same as everybody else, but it's very similar to if you look at Instagram right now, um, there's a lot of shame I mean, there's a lot of perfectionism and that's kind of what it was about 10 years ago when I moved from Northern California to Southern California, um, to sunshine and oceans. And then the next thing you know, I was putting myself into a plastic prison of silicone double D's and it was just everywhere. And, you know, you think, well, okay, everybody's doing it. So it must be safe. Everybody's doing it. So I guess I should too, because I don't want to be the I don't want to be the the single person out that people are looking at going, oh, she needs breast implants because that actually happened to me in a photo shoot. I went to a photo shoot, my very first fitness photo shoot, and I was all excited and proud of my work. And um, the guy behind the camera said, if you want to make it in the fitness industry, you need to have double Ds. And I was like, a part of me heard it and another part of me wanted to like stab him. I was like, whoa, you want me to stab myself? So I can put these jellyfish-looking things jellyfish. in front of my heart. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, wow. And I, after three times saying this, I said, um, "You needed to just take the pictures, please." And then I started getting scared because I'm middle of them are the forest, thinking like, "Oh God!" You know, I'm thinking worst case scenario. So that's how it began for me, and it began with me cutting myself open, the ultimate form of soul betrayal, and put them right over my heart. So now it's like, how can my heart connect to the frequencies of other people when I hug them? You know, I think it's more of a spiritual level than just like, oh, I want to get fake boobs so I can look more proportionate because I'm 10% body fat or whatever the story is. You know, there's so many different stories about why women are doing these things themselves, but that was the beginning for me. And then I got sick and I got sicker and I, didn't, I wasn't connecting my breast implants to the autoimmune disease that I had, the hormonal imbalances, the things that were coming out of my bum, like we were talking about earlier, <laughs> that I couldn't identify. It's like freak; it's a freaky thing to go through this by yourself and go, yeah. oh, maybe it's just my genes. Maybe I'm just destined for suffering. Uh, and I was a practitioner. I became a practitioner through this suffering, and I still couldn't figure out after seven years with the labs that it was because of the, the botch beauty treatments I was putting myself through, um, the toxins I was applying to my body, I was super clean eating. I was working out all the time. I, I mean, not excessively. Mm-hmm. While I was bodybuilding, I was. Uh, but I was doing all of these things that were the supposed to. Like in order to have healthy, you, you eat healthy, you eat mm-hmm. six meals a day or whatever, whatever your healthy meals are. You're working out and you get your sleep and you have a job and you have a boyfriend or whatever the case is. I was doing all those things. And I was like, but why am I still so sick? And it led me down this rabbit hole of, oh, wow. This beauty industry is extremely corrupt and extremely toxic and extremely numbing us out from our unique gifts and uh, woke me up, woke me up like nothing else.
1: When did you start connecting the dots? You know, I always say sometimes it's easier to look back and connect dots, but Mm -hmm. for you, how did you start making the associations between the symptoms you were experiencing, which I'm not sure which autoimmune disease you were dealing with, but for anyone that's listening... Autoimmunity all goes back to leaky gut and hyperpermeability of the small intestine, and I'm sure you're under a lot of stress, Mm -hmm. uh, given the fact that uh, you were trying to figure out why you were feeling so poorly. But I'd love for you to share a little bit more about that.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of dots to connect too, right? It's like this constellation, like you're you're this big beautiful universe. Yet ninety percent of the thoughts we think are self-sabotaging and limiting beliefs, so you can't connect your beautiful constellations together and say like, I'm this magical universe. So I'm a very spiritual person and I became a yoga teacher through this whole thing too because I was like, why is it so hard for me to love my body? Maybe I'll become a yoga teacher and then I'll love my body then. No, 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 that's not it. I'm going to travel the world and I'm mm. going to find myself and I you know, traveled the world and went to India and Brazil and Thailand and I've been to 25 countries. So I kept trying to find it out there and um, still all the while carrying an extra you know, a set of two pound dumbbells over my heart around the world with me that then ended up being more like five pounds because with all the inflammation toward the end, I looked down and I, I actually, oh, interestingly, I, I didn't even mean to, but I, I have a picture of me with this top that I'm wearing, looking down and just seeing like, oh my God, these things were so big and they were so heavy. And what they meant to me at that point was that they were, they were depleting my health and mm-hmm. my beauty and my vitality. So about four years ago, it was when I first started doing Botox too. And I didn't do that much. I just did a little bit, right? Because a little bit's okay. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is doing it around me in Orange County, California. So, And they're not dead. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to look drop dead gorgeous mm-hmm. uh, like they do. I guess I got to compete. You know, Why else are we doing this? Mm-hmm. We're, we're doing it to keep up with and compete. Ah, it's still is hard to even think that that's why we do it, right? Because we want to look perfect and we don't want to look We want to look flawless because heaven forbid someone sees our wrinkles or our imperfections. Mm -hmm. Where did this all come from? This hypnotic stupor that we're all under. It's crazy. So I just did a little bit and it was my surgeon, you know, my, my, who I can trust and just did a little bit for my anger, 11 lines. And it was okay. Right. And then within like a month or two, I started having massive skin reactions
1: Oh wow!
0: to the point that I look like a red eyed um, raccoon and, They were really swollen. Um, I was itching under my armpits, itching on on my chest. Now this is where it started getting really inconvenient because I was in and out of the urgent care, um, trying to figure out they're doing like swabs of my bumps under my armpits and my chest, and it was just moving. It was like my skin reactions were just moving all over my body. I was itching while I slept, I couldn't sleep well. That's where it began mm-hmm. at that time. It, I was on like three different topicals and antibiotics and antifungals. And I, I'm like, here I am a practitioner. And I feel like an idiot because I'm supposed to know all these things. I can't even fix myself. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Is it what's in the air? Is it something I'm eating? And it gets really confusing and overwhelming to do this by yourself. And I'm a health practitioner and I'm trying this alone and I still can't figure it out. does so mm-hmm. I tell you anything, right? It's complicated today. So my friend sent me this article she wrote on breast implant illness. And I was like, maybe this is the thing. Maybe this is the thing, but I didn't really want to know. I was like, well, I don't have any symptoms around my breasts. You weren't ready. I wasn't ready, Cynthia. Yeah. You weren't. Ready. I wasn't I wasn't ready for the truth. And I was like, no, I love my boobs too much. So So I'm you did keeping. love them. You loved having them. Well, here's the thing, Kelly, is the voice that loved them was not mine.
2: Hmm.
0: it was the attention that I was getting. But looking back to those dots is the attention that I was getting is, um, and I'm, I don't know if you guys is for you guys who can't see me, I'm looking down. I'm like, not looking at your eyes. I'm like, Hey, (laughs) Hey. And and I was like, look, they're giving me attention. So clearly I was insecure Mm -hmm. and I don't want that kind of attention anymore. But Mm -hmm. you know, 10 years ago, Diane, I wasn't secure inside of myself. Mm-hmm. I thought I needed to look like everybody else to I, you know, 36, 24, 36, like the song says, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all of that conditioning. And I just recently discovered in one of my um, inner child immersion workshops that an eight-year-old version of me, when I was like seven, six, seven, eight, I was playing with Barbies and pulling their limbs off. I just remember this recently. I'm like, whoa, my eight-year-old was really smart.
2: Mm-hmm. And if
0: she could revisit my... 30 year old self, she would say, this is not beauty. This Mm -hmm. is plastic prison. Mm -hmm. And one day I'm going to come back and save your life and remind Mm -hmm. you that you're beautiful as you are with your unique gifts and that no other human can express life as uniquely as you can. Mm -hmm. So I stopped doing the Botox. I stopped because it eventually almost killed me like literally. And I'm not exaggerating as you know, some of some, I've heard this a lot too, you guys, since I've started this journey is like, oh, they're just a bunch of hypochondriatic, dramatized, overreactive women that are just, you know, making these stories up for attention. And I'm like, well, that story doesn't fit my narrative. I was literally feeling lumps in my breasts that I saw on all of my MRIs and on on my ultrasounds and I could feel them. And I was afraid for my life. And Mm -hmm. I was to the point where I was like, I don't know where else I can turn for answers, but now I'm in Western medicine's care on antibiotics. And it was just getting really scary for me so it was there's a lot more to it but that's pretty much prednisone two rounds of prednisone is where it all ended and then um and and for those of you listening prednisone turns off your immune system and then if you're exposed to bugs like we've got lots of viruses running around now our world Mm -hmm. then you're subject to your body can't fight because you're on prednisone so i was like i always said to my like I, i will never take prednisone but I was so desperate that was the only choice was to turn off my body's reaction to these toxins. Mm -hmm. Didn't change. The toxins were still there. But what I found out in all of this research is that we are, um, it it is a terror. It's a, it is a, a terroristic act on our beautiful bodies Mm -hmm. is what's happening here. And very few people are talking about what is actually on the black box warning of Mm -hmm. many of these things that we're using. And we're passing it off as safe because why would the FDA pass it otherwise?
2: Right, right. So you weren't ready to see that the breast implants could be playing a role in your negative health when you read that article. What happened? What, what made you ready to see it? Was it just time? Hmm.
0: It was, oh yeah, okay. Thanks for the question, Kelly. The moment for me... I still get emotional thinking about it because our bodies are so beautiful and they're always fighting so hard to protect ourselves. And we don't really see how magical our bodies have been created until we can actually see them on labs. Mm-hmm. And when I saw, I run the GI map panel in my practice and I ran one of myself and I saw how low my secretory IGA, which Mm -hmm. is our immune system marker, Mm -hmm. the, the, the healthy range is between 1200 to 1500. And mine was 44.
1: Oh, wow. That is low.
0: It's so low. And I, and I would just, I broke down into this apology, you know, seeing my labs and feeling the lumps and knowing that I was doing all of this to be loved because I couldn't love myself. And and I just I just saw all of that. And I held myself in my sauna dripping. I don't know what was in the, the sweat. You know, years of not enough toxins flowing out of me. And I just said, I'm here for you now. Like I was my own mother, nurturing mother. And just held myself and cried. And just said, I won't do this to you ever again. You're perfect the way that you are. You always have been perfect. And I'm so sorry that I put you... In such a dangerous position, because Botox, you know, is con- con- contained with botulinum toxin, and that's what they mm-hmm. used in World War. Uh, they started to use it in World War II. They used it primarily in the Gulf War. Mm-hmm. And if you Google Gulf War Syndrome or DuckDuckGo, I don't like Google anymore because DuckDuckGo is more discerning and less filtered.
2: I bet I'm um, gonna-
0: yeah, me too. Both on my computer, my phone. So if you look at Gulf War syndrome and if you look at Botox toxicity or botulinum toxicity, mm-hmm. you will find that the symptoms are very eerily similar. Wow. They use botulinum toxin and they used it in war to paralyze and kill the troops. And it, they're the same. So why are we using these things in our base, in our mm-hmm. body and what these things do is they paralyze, they, can, they, they do travel, contrary to what mm. any injector says, which are all misinformed or just don't want to know the truth. The same, the same thing for me, Kelly, I didn't want to know the truth about you know, the breast implants. I set it aside. Just like a lot of these injectors, if they set that truth aside, they can still continue to make money mm. and to help people freeze their faces and to feel beautiful. So maybe we're not ready as a culture but I'm planting seeds now because to feel what I felt when I felt my poor body. Like I, it's just, and I, I I am huge in meditation. I do plant medicine ceremonies too. And I've seen visions of myself just like curled up in a ball on the side multiple times. I've seen this vision. And this is what I see in my practice with women who are suffering with Mm -hmm. a tremendous amount of shame, afraid to take up room, afraid to take up space, afraid to speak up, afraid to be themselves, we don't even know who we are because we're taught all these algorithms of who we're supposed to be and they're constantly changing so that was for me the defining moment was I saw that I was extremely estrogen dominant my mm-hmm. progesterone it was like this estrogen progesterone it was like estrogen full full tank of gas <laughs> progesterone like not even there and progesterone is our natural antidepressant mm-hmm. and I was depressed but I was also scared to talk to other people about it. So I was suffering in silence because I was like, people are going to think I'm crazy. They're going to accuse me of, um, you know, just being an overdramatized woman because that's like, look at the term hysterectomy. It's hysterical women. So I didn't want to be another one of those women who was like out there going, I'm suffering. Because what I also heard was, well, you did it to yourself.
1: Oh, the judgment.
0: Yeah. It was harsh.
1: I can imagine. And so, you know, throughout this process, I'm sure you have attracted a certain type of woman that's coming to you. And so what kinds of trends among women who come to you that are trying to cleanse and heal, like they're all suffering from one thing, lack of clarity on their purpose and having a vision of what they want in their life. And as a result, they get blown around in the wind, like a ship with no sail. So when they come to you, what are they really looking for? What are they, what are they trying to determine, decipher, figure out, as I always say, it's, you know, figure outable. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting edge technology and human expertise. So you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress, Slash Cynthia. That's B I O P T I M I Z E R S dot com slash Cynthia and use promo code Cynthia 10 for 10% off of any order. Again, that's promo code Cynthia 10 for 10% off any order.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's really it really just comes down to one word and it's freedom. Mm -hmm. They're they're coming to me for freedom. And I don't, I don't like the word permission, but I think there's different steps along the freedom path. Mm-hmm. And first it's like this permission because so many of us were also raised by mothers and grandmothers who were under the same hypnotic stupor, right? So, cause some of these women, the stories that I get, cause I don't just work with women who have had breast implants. It's, mm-hmm. it's women who are struggling with the same things I've struggled with, autoimmune disease, you know, gut issues. Um, things that they've been disempowered by their doctors to say that there's no way that you can get out of this prison. So the visual that I have is that many of us are unaware that we're in this prison and have been amassing our own prison bars. Like someone hands us a prison bar and says, you should be this way. And Mm -hmm. we go, okay, I'll build that prison bar around me. Then another person says, this is how you should be. And then we put that other prison bar around us before we know it. We have all these prison bars around us. We're like, how did these prison bars get here and it's because we've owned this perception of who we're supposed to be. So the prison bars is like, it could be anything. It could be politics. It could be the press. It could be our parents. It could be partnerships that we're in. It could be, you know, preachers and we're not in alignment with the church. Um, it could be, uh, I don't know if I said politics. There's a lot of peas. Um, mm-hmm. there's plastics, you know, there's, there's parabens. There's all these different stories and these illusions are our, our partner could be our business partner could be our relationship. Um, But there's all these prison bars around us and we're in here going, how do I get out of my own prison? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so what I help women do is I hypnotize themselves to falling in love with themselves so they can find the key. I'm not giving anybody any kind of formula. The answers are all within, not out there. So what I love to do is tap into my intuition, to tap into their intuition, to teach them the questions to ask themselves so they can get out of their own um, whatever it is, prison they're in, and so they can find their own self love key. They can unlock that, and they can fly. Which for me stands for first love yourself. Hmm. Because Cynthia, I learned this from you. Um, that seventy eight percent of women don't put themselves first, and they're caring for their people. And I, when I went to go find that research, I found the article, and it said that we put ourselves fifth. Yeah, women. Yeah, it goes like children, pets, significant other. Family and elders, like elder parents, self. Fifth. Yeah. Uh, so they're looking for permission to prioritize themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're also looking for clarity of what unique gifts and treasures hidden inside of them have been gifted to them so that they can live on purpose and with purpose. Because the greatest love that I, know, I feel for myself is when I'm helping other people, mm-hmm. but only once I feel like I'm in a position of giving. So it's that, and then everything else starts to take care of themselves. Of course we detox them. Of course we do the labs. Of course we you know, help them you know, make better choices on food and, mm-hmm. and personal care products and everything. But really it all comes down to who we think we are and the stories that we carry about ourselves. Because we can do all the detoxes and eat all the healthy foods, But if we are living inside of prison stories, inside of our mind, we're never gonna get out. We're never gonna get out of illness and into wellness. We're never gonna heal ourselves because healing does begin in the mind.
2: Hi all, it's Kelly. As you probably know, Cynthia and I love eating healthy. We are also busy moms and entrepreneurs who don't always have time to shop for the best ingredients. If like us, you're trying to eat clean, but you don't necessarily have the time to go out shopping and deal with crowds and even search for the best organic foods, we have a solution for you. What if you could easily pick out the best ingredients online and have the meal delivered right to your door? You can with Sunbasket. Cynthia and I both rely on Sunbasket at various times when our life gets busy. Help us provide good, high quality meals for our family. With Sunbasket, you can cook healthy, delicious dinners with organic produce, premium ingredients, and delicious flavors that are delivered right to your door. All you have to do is choose your desired meal plan, and there are a lot of different meal plans to choose from, including the gluten free plan, which Cynthia and I use regularly. You can customize it the way you want it, and you can have all the ingredients in your recipe ready to go. Sunbasket has organic produce, clean products, and they're a proud certified organic handler. So if you want to put your meal planning on autopilot to eat well all week, visit our link in the description to get started with Sunbasket today. Oh, I couldn't agree more with all of that. Oh, I'm so on board with that. And I think that it's, Cynthia and I both see it in our practices too, you can't start at the behavioral level. You can't come in and mm-hmm. say, all right, I'm just going to eat kale and salmon now. I'm just going to take <laughs> some supplements. I'm just going to do these three hit workouts a week and expect one that you can maintain and sustain that. Mm-hmm. And two, that it's going to have any real lasting effect because our beliefs drive how we think and how we feel. And then what we do, do is the last thing, the last thing. So what you're mm-hmm. doing you're working with these women to help them have that mindset shift, to help them believe in themselves and that they are worthy so that then they can do all the other things. And I bet it makes it so much easier for them to get healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's
0: one of my favorite mentors of all time is my coach, John McMullen. And I have learned so much of this through my holistic health court, health coach, um, Certification course called Journeys of Wisdom. And um, you know, I think it was Rumi that said that if it can't be said in 12 words or less, then you're just boasting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just you you hearing yourself talk to hear yourself talk. And so what my interest is is getting us all at the level of heart consciousness mm-hmm. so that we can speak from our mind that is a derivative of what the heart is saying. And there's so much out there on mindset, mindset, mindset. Just change your thoughts, and it's like your heart's like, yeah, right. I wish you finally got the hint that there's this thing called the subconscious, mm-hmm. and the subconscious is 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 how we've been programmed by the age of seven. Most of most of the research that I believe, with how we think now, is ninety five percent of our our thoughts come from that subconscious level. And it's the programming that we had from the age of seven. So we can't just go out there and just just change how you thought, you know, just change how you think, just change how it's all back here. So we're on this constant treadmill of thinking that we're not enough. And then we keep, we literally set ourselves up to fail over and over, which brings in more shame and more of a reason to bring in the inner bitch, the inner bully, like, see, you're never gonna be enough. I told you. And it's that whatever we experience life as up until the age of seven, it's not necessarily like that's how life was, mm-hmm. but a seven year old doesn't know. Like when I was a kid, my parents were arguing because my dad was um, drinking a lot of alcohol and my mom was not having it. And all I heard was them fighting. And I remember as a young girl that I was looking back and forth between them going, Oh my God, it's totally my fault. This mm-hmm. is totally my fault. And this is also totally my responsibility I need to help them hold. I, I would walk up to them and have them hold hands. And then they go back to fighting again. And then my dad moved out and I'm like, I'm totally in the way. It's, this is all my fault. Mm-hmm. So that language, I don't care what kid you are. We all have that inside of us. You could have had the best childhood in the world. But even to pedestalize your parents is to put them above you. And so we're mm-hmm. not equal. So there's all kinds of things that I dig deep into the women that I work with they're suicidal. They're they're like near death. It doesn't matter. These are the thoughts Mm -hmm. that are co-creating our choices. And so if we're not willing to do the inner child work to really just get dive deep and ask the questions of what stories am I carrying around? We're going to be spiritually bypassing and we're going to be doing the action. Like you said, Kelly, it's doing the act of, which is a masculine thing, but just being the receiver and sitting in our own peace and being okay with everything that comes to you. That's more feminine is, 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 and I'm not saying that man, woman, masculine, feminine, I'm not saying it's bad or good or whatever. I'm just saying that to have a balance is what I'm on a mission to help women find their femininity again, find their feminine flow and to just sit and be present with everything that spirit, God, higher power brings to her and says, I'm grateful for the lessons. I can find my liberation through the lessons. And thank God I got breast implants. Thank God I destroyed my body with Botox. Thank God I've chosen to gain 100 pounds because thank God I got cancer because how else would my body have woken me up? Mm -hmm. Thank God for everything that shows up. So that's how we change our mind is by changing how we think about our life.
1: And I think that's really important, you know, paying attention. We're so disconnected from our bodies on so many levels. We numb it with so many different things, whether yeah. it's food or alcohol or, you know, um, going, you know, there, there's a whole sea of humans that are, that are <laughs> so body dysmorphic now that uh, people are trying to numb instead of feel. And so being connected to your body is so important. Before yes. we jumped on today, you mentioned the
0: five B's and I would love for you to share with our listeners what the five B's are. Yeah. Thanks. Um, what you could say is a swarm of honeybees all providing a <laughs> sustenance of nutrients that we need. Um, these bees are something that I've noticed in the average woman, at least that I'm attracting Cynthia. I don't know about you or you Kelly, but this is what I'm seeing is the average beat up woman, mm-hmm. um, who is suffering in silence thinking that she's the only one. And I'll tell you right now, you are not, you are not. The only one. This is common, and this is the average woman today, unfortunately. So, the concoction of chemicals that I'm seeing a lot of women show to my my practice, and a lot of the things that are being prescribed to women or normalized or heavily marketed, which is completely different from other countries. Like in the UK, they can't advertise Botox; they can't. Here in America, it's advertised everywhere and glamorized. Mm -hmm. Um, So, the first B is breast implants. Is that you need to have this, you know, if you have saggy breasts, if you have been a mom, if you've been breastfeeding, heaven forbid, you can wear that badge with saggy breasts. Mm -hmm. Hell no, you need to be perfect. You need to go do something with those things. And this is like the inner talk because it's happening out there. Then it becomes our subconscious programming. Breast implants is one of them. Another one of them is Botox. Mm -hmm. We're so afraid of aging and we're so afraid of what aging, because we're not, we're never afraid of what we think we're afraid of. It's not, it's not the wrinkles we're afraid of. Mm -hmm. It's not even the the aging we're afraid of. We're afraid of death, but a lot of people, like you say, Cynthia, they're numbing that out. No, I'm not. Well, if you're triggered by it, you're probably afraid of it. You know, (laughs) how you react to something is probably a clue Mm -hmm. (laughs) to what's going on inside of you. Um, And we're also afraid of other people's judgment. We are literally paralyzed, Botox paralyzed, of OPP, other people's pro... Projections, other people's perfections, other people's perceptions. And so we will do whatever we can do to gain the approval of our metaphoric parents in the eyes of others. When we're kids, approval, approval, approval. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're still stuck in that trap. So Botox. Maybe you've done it, maybe you haven't, but Botox is also something that they're using in 10 times higher concentrations in the medical field. Mm -hmm. So they're using it for migraines, using it for um anal fissures, they're using it for many things. Exactly. Ouch. And then you've got anal fissures. They're using it for that. But then Botox is now known to travel. And I did, a, I did a video interview on this in my own podcast, interviewed somebody on this topic. It travels and it paralyzes our organs, paralyzes our colon, paralyzes um, kidneys, and um, paralyzes the, the chest and, and our lungs, paralyzes the heart, paralyzes the brain. We're injecting it right here into the brain.
1: Do you find yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep? If so, you may be dealing with a hidden mineral deficiency. It is not at all uncommon in perimenopause and menopause to deal with sleep ignites metabolism,
0: And it's right here, does cross a blood-brain barrier. So it's not just Botox for cosmetic use. It's Botox for, like you said, Cynthia, numbing. I need to numb out this symptom. Mm -hmm. It's insanity that they are now even allowing a cheaper version of Botox. It's 25% cheaper. This is not stopping. So this is spreading. Mm -hmm. So this is not just something that... pun intended. This is not just something that people are using a little bit here and there. This is something that is going to take over the medical and cosmetic industry if we do not open, open up our eyes Mm -hmm. to what it's causing harm inside the body. And I just interviewed somebody on my own podcast uh, a week ago, a client of mine. She literally was dying. She was showing up to her calls, afraid to die and feeling suicidal. She... Mm -hmm. Was skin and bones. I'm going to be posting a picture because she gave me permission of her before and after. Um, she had all kinds of toxins coming at her. She had done both sleep number bed with this big EMF generator underneath her. Um, she was doing all the healthy things, and she's a beautiful soul. And I, I commend her for having the courage to step up and show. So when it, when it, when the time came to feed. He was literally throwing his head violently away from her nipple because she was just recently injected with Botox. Wow. And she had breast implants. So they were, you know, we don't know how much or how far, or whatever, these things are traveling. We know that, that I'm seeing these things, may not show up on studies, but I actually have a lot of uh, clinical studies to show that Botox is spreading. So th- this is out there now. If people are interested in that, I can put those in the show notes for you guys. So it's Botox, breast implants. And then you're toxic from those two things mm-hmm. and you can't sleep and you're depressed. So doctor's like, here's some benzodiazepines. <laughs> Benzos are the worst. Palm to forehead moment. <laughs> and, you know, you can see Jordan Peterson is somebody who's a clinical psychologist and he's out there trying to support people on helping to normalize himself. And then he is now very sick from them and suicidal from oh. them. So benzos, and I've got clients trying to detox off benzos. And Can you, can you just tell our, our listeners what benzos are if they're not familiar with them? Yes, benzodiazepines. So benzodiazepines are basically tranquilizers to numb you out from whatever experience that you're having. Those experiences that you're having are based on the thoughts and the beliefs that you're having about what life is and how you see the world, right? it's not just your beliefs and your thoughts, but it's also, I say it's two things. And Cynthia, you were there when we coined this term, right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's talk, it's toxic stories. Mm-hmm. Like you have mm-hmm. sick stories that you're talking to yourself. Oh, about. I love that. And, Good
1: old Sam yeah. Horn.
0: She's yeah. Amazing. Right. But no, it wasn't Sam Horn. It was, um, uh, wow. What's his name? I always want to say Pedro Uh, the bald guy in our group with the glasses. Yeah, Sachin. Sachin, thank you. Wow. Sachin Patel said it, yeah. <laughs> that's
1: right, that's right. He's amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's amazing. And um, he, he too leads from his heart. So I love that guy. Mm-hmm. And then it's also toxins. So it's toxic mm-hmm. chemicals and toxic stories. So it's mm-hmm. mind and toxins, it's, it's everything. So those two things primarily, so those things are clouding our judgment. They're literally creating this non-self space within our mind. Mm-hmm. We've lost sight of who we are. And because these, these, you know, what happens is we get these heavy metals in our body and the body will recruit and create candida and parasites to mop up the mess and protect us Mm -hmm. from these more invasive metals. And when that comes, it literally will cloud your mind and say, go eat sugar, (laughs) go. And and you're doing non-self things. So, um, benzodiazepines numb out that experience. They do nothing to heal the root cause. Mm -hmm. That's why I call my program Chi. It's a Chi of life. So you get to the root cause and you can heal all the branches From what's in the soil of your soul. So those benzodiazepines, very difficult to detox from. You know, you think heroin's difficult. Yeah, they're
1: very, they're very challenging. And it's interesting for me, based on clinical practice as an NP, there were a lot of people generationally that were started on those in the 60s and they were still on them. And they're designed to be a short-term medication, but they're oftentimes used chronically and habitually. And I agree. And you can't just stop them abruptly if you've been taking them. So yeah, they are yeah. potentially very dangerous.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I have one client who's been on them now for 10 years plus like four other. Yikes. Um, yeah. So wow. it's like this concoction of, and then she goes to the doctor and this is what, this is the common thing now is this, well, well we're going to give you more drugs to get off these drugs. And the doctor's not giving her any nutritional advice, no amino acid therapy, no neurotransmitter, you know, mm-hmm. lab tests or anything. And so it's like, well, where do we go for this help? Right. Women are killing themselves over this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then this is being passed down to babies. Women are not cleansing their body before they get pregnant. One out of six couples are having you know infertility struggles. 250 num- is the number of chemicals the average baby is born today without mm-hmm. even having a breath. Mm-hmm. Our future generations are screwed if we don't wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really screwed. So, um, those are the three. And then there's uh, birth control, is another mm-hmm. one. So, it's like, oh, my hormones are out of whack. My doctor put me on birth mm-hmm. control. Some of these clients I'm seeing are 50, 60 years old. Why are they in birth control? It's another numbing device to help mm-hmm. them well, it's the way just to numb our bodies.
1: It's like it's control the symptom. We don't want you to have the symptom, so let's control it. Yeah. Let's just shut it down. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Shut down the communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our endocrine system is designed to be super savvy. And when we, put it out of alignment
0: Mm -hmm.
1: no good comes of that
0: yeah and it does it sound like something that's coming from the heart or the ego Mm -hmm. to put to numb someone out because we want to control them right it's convenient right it's convenient and it makes Mm -hmm. a lot of money and the majority of these medications or these things people are taking are petroleum-based which is a xenoestrogen drives Mm -hmm. up estrogen and then we have growth of tumors cysts fibroids um, cancers Mm -hmm. fat cells Mm -hmm. um so it's it's an epidemic. These things, it's not just women, of course. And then the last one is um, bad beauty products. So we've got lots of very toxic beauty products. People don't think they're like, oh, I put this on my skin. What do you mean? It's separate from self. It's not.
1: Your skin is your largest organ. I remind yeah. people of that all the time. It's like whatever you slather your skin in, it's, it really is critical. And I, and I think there's, mm-hmm. It's not that people don't want to know. They just assume that when they go to the store or they go to their department store and they buy anything, they just assume that it's been tested and that it's safe. And the United States really does a poor job of protecting consumers. So we have to do and be our own best advocates. Yes. I think people are really surprised when I talk to them about that. They
0: and, are. And this is not designed to overwhelm you. It is designed to scare you a little bit because fear is the biggest motivator to wake you up. Yeah. So, you know, you can do two, one of two things with fear. You can run with fear and go into your shell and, and bury your head in the sand and pretend like it's not happening, um, which is going to increase your odds of cancer. And the average woman is, you know, 50% of women are going to have cancer in this lifetime. Um, numbers are always changing and increasing. So that's one thing you can do. Or number two, you can, you know hold your head high and go, okay, well, how do I learn? And it's really not as overwhelming as you think. And this is what I teach in my practice is that if you find there are companies out there that are being warrior women about this stuff, or just warriors in general, who are like, you know what, we prioritize not having junk in our, in our toxic or in our Mm -hmm. products, because in America, you know this was this has changed a little bit with the numbers because the numbers are always changing but just to give you an idea of how little regulation we have in America in beauty care I say it's the beauty careless industry in America mm-hmm. um, we have only banned like 30 chemicals like 30 or 30 mm-hmm. between 30 and 40 at this point mm-hmm. there was a recent revision but it's still like barely scratching the surface mm-hmm. um, and in the UK they've banned 1400 mm-hmm. plus
2: wow
0: toxins yeah. in cosmetics and personal care wow. and skincare and in Hawaii they're leading this now they're not allowing oxybenzone and several yeah. other ingredients and sunscreen That's because great. it's killing the coral yeah. ladies we are mother nature mm-hmm. we look at what's happening to mother look no further than what's happening with mother nature to look into what's happening with our own bodies yeah. mother nature has a set of breast implants in the middle of in the middle of pacific ocean <laughs> and that's that big plastic rim you know ocean and and she also is her coral reef are dying it's just like our gut microbiome the healthy Mm -hmm. fighters like i was talking about my immune system almost gone our healthy fighters are gone when we put all these things in our body so reform is starting but it's not happening fast enough as fast as the epidemic of chronic disease which is all i mean not not all the majority, like 95% plus of mm-hmm. chronic disease today is preventable. Mm-hmm. So, and everything you put in your skin, your skin is like, like Cynthia said, it's your third largest organ. It is your, or it's your largest organ. It's your, it's your third kidney. Mm-hmm. And whatever you put in your skin within like 30, to 60, sec- 60 seconds, about 60, to 70% of it is right in your bloodstream. So then we yeah. go get blood tests so we wonder like what's going on in the bloodstream, which is still a very superficial way of testing, you know, your optimal health. So if you're just doing blood testing, you're not, you know, looking deep enough to see what's really going on underneath. And that's no fault of your own. You've just been okay. taught by society. So those are all the five B's that I'm seeing as the most common things that are destroying women's health today. And it's becoming more common and it all is under the guise of the umbrella of the inner bitch, the inner bully. And again, this is, we weren't born this way. Mm -hmm. We were born playing with like rainbows and unicorns and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, like little dolls and loving to play with bugs and nature and grass. And this has all happened over the last like five decades very quickly. And it's time we wake up because this, this inner bully within is our cultural conditioning that you're not enough as you are. And if we, turn inside and turn to each other women this is important turn to each other and open your hearts to each other we have been we have been hypnotized to to compete against one another Mm -hmm. not to connect with one another so we're amazing creatures women are amazing creatures every creature is amazing but the, 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 the divide, it's like Democrat, Republican, woman, man. It's like, it's very clear. The agenda is like split everybody up, get everybody fighting.
2: Right.
0: But when we come together, this is how I found out that I was sick from these things as women speaking up.
2: Yeah.
0: So thank God that we're speaking up and stepping up and waking up. Thank God. This is how we can heal the world. As you heal yourself, you, you tell six people about it. Those six people tell six people and you heal the world that's how impactful our message is in the, in the planet. And that's why the very first week of the women I work with, we're getting crystal clear with what is it you're going to do when you learn this stuff, what are you going to do with it in the world? What's going to be your purpose with it? You're passionate. You want to wake up now. Don't waste this wisdom, pass it down.
2: Yeah. Well, we thank you so much for being here and for really opening our eyes to all this information. And I know people are going to want to learn more, including how they can, help to remedy some of these issues once they've now become aware of them. So can you tell people where they can find you and what you have coming up?
0: Yeah, I've got a lot of cool things coming up. So Diane Kazer, it's D-I-A-N-E-K-A-Z, like zebra, ercom From there, you can see a lot of different things. You know, Cynthia is on uh, my non-toxic beauty revolution coming up in March. So... Whenever you guys air this, it, it'll still be available for viewing even after the event's over. That's happening for free between March 9th and 16th. If you want to watch Cynthia, you can uh, go to her link she's going to provide for the mm-hmm. summit and um, see when she's speaking, or you can buy the whole thing. It's only like, I don't know, 60 or 70 bucks to have all the interviews. Oh, and
1: There's amazing people that are speaking. And I'm not just saying yes. that I'm involved.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I hand chose everybody um because it's not just about beauty builders like mm-hmm. we talked about earlier it's about beauty blockers and Cynthia you talked do you want to share a little bit about what you talked about the beauty beauty blockers is-
1: yeah I mean, I, I think we dove into, you know, the endocrine disrupting chemicals that we're exposed to and how our environment, how we perceive our environment can create hormonal imbalance, which can make it even harder for our body to detoxify. And then a lot of the mindset piece, you know, I'm in my forties and I very openly talk about the fact that I am in my forties. And I think there's so much ageism that women start <laughs> feeling like less than like once they hit a certain age, whatever that age is, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, um, I'm not ashamed to say I'm closer to 50 than 40 at this point, but I I just think that as, as Diane said, we really need to be communicating, talking about these things, having an open dialogue, because if we look at what we see in print ads, and if we look at what we see in the media, it gives us a very conflicting perspective on what beautiful aging looks like. And so beautiful aging can be mind, body, spirit, but I think we get so focused on the physicality that we lose we lose focus on what's most important and that's actually developing the inside. So I know Mm. we dove into a lot of those different topics. I know our our discussion kind of was all over um, various, my favorite. Yeah. (laughs) Really, really talking about the impact of hormones, like how well we take care of ourselves physically, emotionally, mentally can impact um, you know, the way that we evolve, shift and change.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many beauty builders, so many beauty blockers and it's, There's other things too, like even your oral health. Mm -hmm. I mean, people don't even think about that, but there's like 70 to 80% of chronic disease begins in the mouth. So it's like, and it's not just about having pretty white teeth. You can have pretty white teeth and have them be healthy at the same Mm -hmm. time. So it's like, I dove into all of them. So Mm -hmm. if you can build your beauty with the summit, you can also build your energy, vitality, and reverse yeah. disease. So it's really, beauty is, like you said, having energy to be mm-hmm. able to go out and live life the way that you came here to live it. So that's how you'll find me, com. I have podcasts. Um, you can reach out to me, email, all of my social media channels are dynacazer. It's easy to find me.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for carving time out of your busy schedule. And we are planning on um, releasing this podcast sooner rather than later so we can get people's eyes on your summit which is providing invaluable information to women and their families
2: thanks Cynthia thank you thanks Kelly.
0: thanks for listening to everyday wellness if you loved this episode please leave us a rating and review subscribe and remember tell a friend and if you want to connect with us online
2: visit the link in the show notes